Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of I'll Buy the Popcorn. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today, we're talking about, is this the newest Jim Jarmusch movie? I, I believe know, it but, is. But we're going to talk about Patterson, which is one of Jim Jarmusch's newest movies, which I think... Yes, I, I guess that wouldn't be the wrong thing to say, would it? <laughs> no, I guess, no, he did come out with a documentary in 2016 as well. Oh, okay. Um, right after Patterson. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. actually, which actually, Gimme Danger is on Amazon Prime, I believe. Oh, we should definitely watch that. Um, I'm a fan of Jim Jarmusch's work. Uh, Coffee and Cigarettes and Broken Flowers. I mean, this guy. We also watched, um, was that when we watched in Study of Film in Miss M's class? Oh, which which one? Down by Law. Oh, I do not remember that movie at remember- all. I was <laughs> I was looking at the list of movies and I was like, did I, have I really only seen... Only Lovers Left Alive? Oh, that's right. Also, Only Lovers Left Alive with uh, Mia Wasikowska, Tom Hiddleston, and Anton Yelkin was in that movie. That's right. And Tilda Swinton. Right. So great. That was a that's good movie. That's right. Down by Law. Oh my god, I don't remember this movie yeah, at Down all. Yeah, by, Down by Law um, was that black and white movie that we fell asleep during, for sure. Where the guys, like, uh, did they, they escape from prison, right? They like yeah they escaped from prison but they were all like yeah. yelling about ice cream when they were in prison or something. I don't I don't remember that at all. I remember them oh, like God. driving around in in their car. Whatever this movie Patterson. That's right right. Was back, very back good. to the movie at hand. <laughs> this movie was really good. I was. I found myself asking a lot of questions. Like the the character seemed a little weird to me. Um, even even like the dog seemed to have a a purpose or at least like a specific a specific part in the movie. It was really interesting that, that they really they really utilized every character that that you either heard or came into contact with in in the movie. It was yeah. very. It was very involving, I thought. Except for those people who told when they rolled up on um, Patterson with his dog, and they were like, your dog's going to get dog jacked. And the dog never got dog jacked. I mean, spoilers. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, de- definitely the most, the most unmemorable characters were the ones that were in the car. What was his name? The guy's name was... I think, I think it was just Guy in the Car. Yeah. That was his name. They were just, like, some thugs, you know, that yeah, rolled he was up. Saying, he was saying how Marvin, the dog, the dog's name is Marvin, and it's an English bulldog. Mm-hmm. Um, so cute, by the way. This dog was so adorable. I have, little, like, uh, I have a little, like, a little comment that Jim Jarmusch and Adam Driver made about the dog in an interview. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Jim Jarmus says, Nellie the dog, the dog's name is Nellie, didn't mind uh, Gold Shift Day, which is the woman who plays his girlfriend, um, but she loved Adam. It's a she, the dog. Mm-hmm. And then Adam says, they tried to keep us apart, but they can't keep love apart like that. <laughs> Those type of English bulldogs have very short legs and respiratory problems. They can only do a few takes without drooling and panting. And then... When Adam would take her back, she was in heaven, and you could see in her eyes that she loved him. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't want her panting a lot, so so Adam had to. When they were resetting, he had to pick her up. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, cute. did you watch the same the same interview on on IMDb? Yeah, how how adorable! Yeah. 
And I mean, the dog just kind of seemed like a little asshole in the movie, though. But <laughs> what a cute dog! Because well, it didn't it didn't seem like Marvin and Patterson liked each other. No, they like, definitely it, the, didn't. The dog did a really good job because I honestly thought that these two that these two characters hated each other. I loved the simplicity of this movie and that it was just such a beautiful everyday life kind of film, um, especially since the main structure of the movie takes place with like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday again. You know, so it, okay. So did so did title did word cards for each day show up every day? Um, yes, they did. Every day. I only I only noticed them. Um, I only noticed them. Um, what was it? I noticed Monday, I think, and then I noticed Wednesday. I like didn't I didn't see all of them when I was watching the film. I don't know. And I, and I was like, I was like, did they skip a day? Like, did they inadvertently not start a day? With... But think about how many times he woke up in bed. It, it was definitely at least eight times, which is how many times, obviously, he, you know, it take place over like eight days. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. Because remember, it showed Friday and that was the day that his bus broke down. Yes, I do remember seeing Friday. And I remember seeing Saturday. <laughs> so you just are trying to, you, you keep thinking that maybe you saw them. I think you did. The The very first day, I did not see it. And then when they showed, because what, it started on Sunday, right? Monday. Or no. It started on Monday. Okay, so I did not see Monday, but I saw Tuesday. I so I was that, like, was there, was there a Monday? <laughs> I love that the poster is actually just um, Adam Driver and his girlfriend just like in bed because that was like a lot of the scenes were just how would they wake up and their love was just so present every time he would wake up you know yeah even if they were fighting they were just so i loved their relationship and how he supported her and every every word that he that came out of his mouth was like a positive note you know to support her and mm-hmm. he definitely was like such a kind and like simple character, but like had all these really complex emotions that he got like wrote down into these beautiful poems. I just love these poems. Yeah, they were very, uh, they were very cute and very. Um, I liked. I liked that they were just about random things. Like, sometimes I tried to pull whatever he was talking about. Like, the very first poem about the blue diamond matches. Yeah. The love poem. You are aware that he noticed, like, he was looking at these matches matches while while he was eating breakfast and then wrote a poem about them. But some of them, you didn't really see what the inspiration was, especially for the one where, the one right before Marvin rips up the book, where he was basically talking about how he thinks about other girls. Like, was there... I never noticed another girl in in his day-to-day life. So, like, I wonder what the inspiration was for some of these other poems that you didn't always... Like, the pumpkin one. He was talking yeah. about pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he said... He said, I, I sometimes one... think of other girls, but without you, everything would be meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just interesting trying to tie his poems into his everyday stuff. Because I really did like how it was very repetitive and routine but mm-hmm. also seeing like even though like not not every day is the same it might feel like it is it starts the you, same but sometimes it, might, it doesn't yeah. yeah it might start the same some aspects of the day might be the same but i liked how you got to see like i i would even try just looking around the screen to see if there was something different about his surroundings like sometimes he took different paths or sometimes on one day on his walk home they'd show these first two areas a few times, but then later in the week, they'd show these later two areas where, like, because they'd never show his whole walk home. It's just Mm -hmm. segments of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like seeing the different, the very slightly different things that happen each day, even though the days may seem like they're the same. Yeah, and, like, the poems that he wrote every day really kind of coincided just with, like, what he was thinking about or what you know it really helped reveal what what was going on in his brain because a lot of the times he's just driving a bus and listening to the people 
who are in the bus. I mean, this movie was so packed with so many beautiful things, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. listening to those those people just talk about their day, or when the two kids from Moonrise Kingdom were in the back of the bus. I mean... Yes, I love them! <laughs> and they oh were gosh. talking about this, like, Italian, like... Like, conqueror that went and, like, killed a hundred people? Yeah, but he was, like, he, like, was in Patterson at some point, like... Yeah. For, for some reason and just like a lot of talk was about the famous people from Patterson yeah which and, I found that interesting they seem to tie a lot of things back to Patterson and the significance of Patterson which you know the, which reminded me a lot of Columbus yeah like you you have this random city that it's I mean beautiful I've, architecture I've never too. heard of Patterson New Jersey mm-hmm. um I'd never heard of Columbus, wherever the heck they were. And, um, and you just get to, I mean, um, I don't know, was this the, the, I did look up the poet. What was his name? Williams. Ralph, well, uh, William Carlos Williams. Yes. Yeah. Williams, Carlos Williams. And he, you get to hear yeah. about these, these cities that I had no idea even existed. Well, and, um, speaking of, of him, um, my brother, yeah. his favorite poem is that this is just to say poem, the one he, he says uh, to his girlfriend in the kitchen about the plums, um, which is like William Carlos Williams's most favorite, po- like most famous poem. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Love my that. brother loves that poem so much. I, I, I drew him like a beautiful, like I, I made the poem with typography and hand lettering at one point, and I sent him a poster of it, uh, and it's in his kitchen. But oh, okay. Yeah, but that's the William Carlos Williams poem, and I was so excited when he brought it up, and that the fact that he was from Patterson made it even better, and I would love to read that set of poems. I think it's like a book of poems called Patterson. I saw it on the shelf that William Carlos Williams wrote. Um, yeah. That would, I bet they're just brilliant and wonderful and uh probably similar to the style of the poems in the movie but anyways what were you saying about the other famous people and other things or um i just thought it was interesting how they kind of just tied everything like it just seemed very local and very specific and how they just kept tying like famous people back to patterson and Mm -hmm. how and how um Adam Driver drove the Patterson 23 bus and how his name was Patterson and it just I just thought it was very um was very interesting. I just I just found this movie to be very interesting. You're going to you're going to find me saying that a lot cuz I really <laughs> I really don't know what else to say. It was very interesting. <laughs> I really enjoyed like every moment of this movie and just watching Adam Driver who just gave this really subdued but like seriously masterful performance like of this guy you know just such a normal person but he really shines in the moments when things go wrong like when the bus breaks down or when he has to stop uh the guy from shooting the bar you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they're yeah. all like all of these like lines through it like about love and like about uh, like family or monotony or you know finding joy in small things you know just like yeah. <laughs> some like antagonism with a dog that eventually resulted in his the loss of all of his poems um which was also sad yeah where it's just interesting when you're looking at uh what is it genres put on a movie because I mean, if you think about the grand scheme of things, I probably wouldn't have considered this movie a drama, but it is because it does, it just talks about the drama of everyday life. I was literally just going to say that. (laughs) It's not a drama, like a soap opera drama, but it, but it is. I mean, the drama between him and the dog and the drama where the bus, the bus, um, the bus breaks down and the drama between the couple that breaks up and this yeah. guy just, Everett will not leave what was his name Marie will not leave Marie alone and it's and which causes him to pretend to try to shoot himself and uh yeah it was very... a, they were the most dramatic part of the movie i think that whole storyline with the with the lovers 
And that was that guy was played by the same actor who plays Cheedy in The Good Place. Yeah, I saw that. I was looking at his um his IMDb page. Yeah, and they he was great. They were all great. I I think I especially loved his girlfriend. Um, what was her name? Uh, I have it. I have it here. Um, oh, her, Laura. Her name Laura. was Laura. Yeah, yeah. She was at first great. Laura kind of confused me at first because she almost seemed. How do I explain this? She. She almost seemed imaginary to me. Mm-hmm. She like, was like so she wa- different. Like, she wasn't actually there. I don't know. She <laughs> just was... She was just stuck in her house all day. Yeah. Painting things. Like, painting... I'm I'm not sure if, if she can machine wash a majority of her clothes, because <laughs> I think she just put, like, 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 canvas paint on her clothes to paint yeah. these things. She she had a very very specific style, like a black and white everything. Yeah, black and white in in every type of pattern, mm-hmm. like circles, zigzags, diamonds, circles. zigzags. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so at first I was like, "What's up with her? Like, is she real? Like, is is she like a figment oh, of Adam Driver's imagination?" <laughs> I mean, because she she seemed out of place to me. Like, yeah. I I did feel like they were in love, but I guess. I don't know. It just didn't seem like she was really there to me. I guess if you're going to go that direction, that does make sense. But I just don't have any reason to believe that she's not real, you know? Yeah. I'm, yeah. And, and her, like, she really kind of reminded me just of a character who so has big dreams and is just so antsy to learn new things all the time. She kind of reminded me of one of the characters in um, Raisin in the Sun, where she just, like, picks up one thing, just continues to, you know, like, moves on to the next obsession, like, wants to buy a really expensive guitar, wants to learn how to bake and do that whole thing, wants to, you know, has, like, a million dreams. Yeah, but then then she excels at it at her first try which yeah. made me think like this girl can't be real like <laughs> she i mean it's she so had true. she had a she had a guitar after not touching one in ever yeah and and Learn she could already play, play um yeah what was the song she learned um i don't know it's like a like home on the range or something i don't yeah. know yeah yeah something um, like that something like that and she learned how to play it in i mean who knows i mean if if you're just that dedicated and you're sitting at home doing nothing all day then probably yeah you'll learn pretty quickly how to play the guitar yeah she definitely didn't have a job like that she like was somebody Which who also just concerned hung me because i was like i was like how can adam driver pay for all your obsessions yeah if you're real <laughs> because he's the bus driver <laughs> I, mean, I, can't, I can't imagine it costs too much to live there you know yeah, I'm. Yeah, I guess. I guess. And I'm. And to be honest, I'm not sure how much bus drivers make. Who knows? They could probably make. I mean, she just seemed to be painting and baking, and then bought the guitar. I mean, the, the guitar seemed like the most expensive thing that she bought. So yeah. Well, then she just made up all of her money at the the bake sale. She did. Yeah. So, so. that was. Uh, so that yeah, the, her character was very uh, almost confusing to me at first, and for a majority of the movie, actually, she was just very. I liked her. I liked her a lot, and I loved her whole dynamic, and I loved them together. But she just confused me throughout the entire movie. I was a bit um, confused with that scene when they went to the movies, and Adam yeah. Driver was looking at all of the people around him. Yeah, and he was just like, he was like sitting with his girlfriend. And they were watching this like B movie horror flick, and he's just like like really old though, like black and white, like what, yeah, almost. It, it wasn't silent, but it was black and white. It was definitely a very old movie. And he's just like glancing um, around at the people around him, and who does he see? He's like a a couple, and then yeah, like, he's a couple, and then an, and then an old couple, and yeah. then a young couple. He just sees like a bunch of couples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think he saw anyone sitting alone. Everyone was a couple. Mm-hmm. 
I I just thought that was interesting to show. He's just very observant. Um, Yeah. I I really enjoyed the the scene where he meets that girl outside on his walk home. Yeah, the the young girl. And he could tell, I guess, by her journal that she writes poems, I guess, because they got on the topic of poems, and then she reads him something of hers. And uh, a beautiful fact... Fun mm. fact, what? that poem was written by Jim Jarmish. Well, I, I think all of these poems were written by Jim Jarmish, weren't they? No, actually, I think a majority of them were written by, what was it? Uh, bear with, bear with, bear with. <laughs> I just finished Miranda, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Bear with. Uh, um, Such fun. I think... He he uses he uses one of um, William Carlos Williams poems, and then he uses Ron Paget's poems. Hmm. And but it's then, it's as if he's re- it's as if he's writing them himself, though. Wait, maybe. Yeah, the only one, the only one that I have that Jim Jarmusch wrote was the poem read to Patterson by the little girl waiting for her mom was written by Jim Jarmusch. There was another fun fact about about the poems and I th- I think he said that um one of the poets allowed him to use their poems in the movie. Oh, wow. So I think some of them might be might be um written by these people already. Uh Oh, that's those? really great. I'm just going to read one while you're looking. Um this yeah, one's yeah, yeah. called The Line. There's an old song that my grandfather used to sing that has the question, or would you rather be a fish? In the same song is the same question, but with a mule and a pig. But the one I hear sometimes in my head is the fish one. Just that one line. Would you rather be a fish? As if the rest of the song didn't have to be there. I love that one. Yeah, that one was really nice. And it it actually, like, ends with the next day of them in bed. Um, So maybe... That day didn't... Well, I think it, like, appears over them. Um, but, anyway, so that, that was a beautiful one. I really enjoyed them because they were simple, but also Adam Driver's voiceover would repeat things as if he's, you know, thinking of writing it and would start over and, like, say it over again, and then you'd see him writing it in his, his journal. That's right, because he would basically start thinking of a poem while he was eating cereal in the morning because every, every morning he had a bowl of Cheerios and um, and he'd be he'd like in um, inner thought basically he'll be formulating a new poem and then once he gets to the bus station when he's waiting for the shift to start basically he'll have his book out and he'll mm-hmm. be he'll be actually writing it down so he'll be repeating it again in his mind while writing it down and then adding more pieces to it because he's had all that time to think about it on his way to work, probably. So I really enjoyed that, where it's just the, it's just a train of thought, like, the whole time. Like, because, mm-hmm. I mean, what else are you really thinking about while you're driving a bus around unless you're daydreaming, writing poems, contemplating what you hear on the bus? I mean, Yeah, no wonder just, he's a poet, right? Yeah, he's got, and he's so observant about things that he really just, uh, oh, I also loved when he was first writing the uh, the Blue Diamond Matches, when he was telling her about it. I, yeah. I also like how he called it, how he called it a love poem. Because yeah. it, because like it wasn't, but like it was. And well, like, it definitely was cute because I think I have, I have that quote, um. See if I can find it. But I know what you're talking about. Because um, she brought it up. They said the, the yeah. I have I have it. Okay. The megaphone. Yeah. yeah. Well, she. I. I have the part where he comes in the door. She goes, "Get any writing done?" I did a little. Yeah. I'm working on a poem for you. And she goes, "A love poem?" And he goes, "Yeah. I guess if it's for you, it's a love poem." <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if it's if it's for her. Yeah, it's got to be. You know what, dude? I guess a good way to make it seem like she's not real is the fact that she does bring up the megaphone thing, which he explicitly writes in the poem. I mean, how is she supposed to know about that? 
Like the words are shaped like a megaphone on the box. You're really throwing um, me off, man. I, I don't unless, know. Unless un- unless he was imagining this conversation with her, right? 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 <laughs> I mean, that made sense. Yeah, because I thought that was a little awkward and weird that he would like mention that as soon as she, like, he just wrote that poem and then she mentions like the shape of the words on the box, like so specifically. I did think yeah, that she- was weird. Yeah, she said, "Did you talk about how they're shaped like a me- like a megaphone?" And he was like, "Yeah, I actually I did." <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cute. Okay, and so I found the trivia about the the poems. Um, so it says the uh, from IMDb the "Did You Know" section. It mm-hmm. says the poems in the film came from Ron Paget, one of Jim Jarmusch's favorite contemporary poets, who agreed to write the poems for the film. And who let Jim uh, Jarmish use some of his pre-existing poems? Mm-hmm. So that's nice. That's really great. Um, I did love that poem that little girl writes, though, which it the Jim Jarmish one um, about rain and like it was like a what did she say? It was like water hitting the shoulders of a little girl or something and. It was just beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was like water falls from the, it's like something air. Yeah. Um, on, Shimmering on air or something. Yeah. Or the the bright air, I think. We're like trying to decode. We're trying to remember. <laughs> trying to remember them. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, there was all these words strung together in a nice poetic way. Um, well, I know. And later on when he was repeating, because of course the... Um, Laura asks about his poems because Patterson's never read these poems to her. No, she, yeah, she's like she's like pleading him to get them copied so that so that he can start making a a book and um and she asks if he'll say one of his poems to her like read one of them and he said no but I'll I'll repeat to you one that I heard today from a little girl and I'm like what did he remember the whole thing like that much but he only remembered the beginning but um yeah i thought it was because i i'm pretty sure i only remembered the beginning too it was just because i kept repeating it basically after the girl said it and then patterson's i think patterson then repeats it after thinking about it and then (gasps) also dude we haven't even talked about the significance of the twins everywhere oh yeah we're definitely gonna talk about that because i have no freaking clue (laughs) what those are even for (laughs) I'm I mean, so confused. Not to just throw more symbolism into this movie. The be very I beginning mean, of the movie, she she his girlfriend Laura talks about in bed. They're like laying in bed. She's like, I had a dream about having twins with you. Yeah, having two beautiful twins. Yeah, and then for the rest of the movie, Patterson just sees sees them everywhere. Twins, like two little girls. Uh, two old um, ladies on the bus. Um, he he finds out a friend that he talks to at the bar has a twin, and the twin was was yeah. visiting. Yeah, it was just like um, uh, he even he even at one point uh, during the movie he says after the movie he says that Laura looks like the actress and that they could have been twins. Yeah, he says that. Uh, the girl who says the the poem with the waterfall uh, is a twin. Was also a twin. Um. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't really I wonder, think it ha- like, I just don't want to put meaning on it if it didn't have meaning. It was just one of those, you know what I think it was? was it's just a, a coincidence. Yeah, like, this movie was just filled with everyday life things, and you know how sometimes in your life you hear a word that you never heard before, or you just never really paid attention to? And mm-hmm. then suddenly that word's everywhere and people are saying it and you're hearing it all the time or it's just like, that's funny. I just like learned the definition of that word or you know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that happens all the time. And it's just like seeing significance in things when it's just coincidence, you know, it's just the the idea that things just happen like that when you're paying attention to them, you know? Well, the f- the fact that we've just put a meaning to it now just shows that it had meaning. Well, I'm not saying I'm just the meaning is that there's it's just a coincidence is what I'm trying to say. 
It's I that mean, it's portraying it's portraying the the deja vu coincidence that can happen in everyday life. Yeah, because that is like a magical thing that happens to us humans, is it not? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we figured it out. Let's see, what else did I talk about? Um there was a quote that So Patterson doesn't have a phone. No. And he, and he doesn't want one. He doesn't even have like a clunky phone. But everybody keeps asking him if he wants a smartphone. Yeah. Like it's so, it's so specific to where it has to be a smartphone. Well, yeah, because everyone has a smartphone. So but they of he course could they just get like a little him. he could get like a little brick phone. He doesn't need like a smartphone. Well, yeah, I also don't know why they had to specifically, I, I get, yeah, like you said, they specifically said smartphone, where, I mean, I think smartphones are just the phone of the day, so yeah, they could have honestly says just said, smartphone. get a phone. Yeah, yeah. I know, I'm going to get a phone. But, I mean, is it going to be a smartphone? Yeah. yeah well, you know, if he had, phone. like, if he had, like, one of those crappy phones, and they saw that he had, like, a little brick phone, you know, like a little throwaway phone, then you would say get a smartphone because you you don't have the smartphone you have a phone but not a smartphone you know yeah so yeah. that that's when it would be significant it was just a little bit odd that they kept bringing it up and then he needed one when he was you know his bus broke down well yeah because um he 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 has a discussion with Laura at some point he says like people functioned perfectly well without them and you know, of course, a situation comes up. She said, you know, just have one for emergencies. And the breaking down of the bus definitely seemed like it could have been an emergency, even though it didn't yeah. really seem like it was. Because um, everyone, everyone, <laughs> I loved how afterwards when he would talk about it, they said, like, oh, an electrical issue? Couldn't yeah. the bus have blown up? Yeah. Like, couldn't the bus have exploded? Exploded into a fiery and, ball? And he's like, and he just, no. And he just kept laughing because he was like, no. <laughs> It just, it was an electrical issue. And everybody's like, what's electrical? gonna happen? And they're like, it could have oh, blown up into a fireball. Yeah, it's so funny. Cause, it just cause kept... I think every every time he said it, he just kept saying, like, no, no, it's just an electrical issue. It's not gonna do that. But then the very last time that he gets the, he gets asked it is from Doc, uh, the bartender at the bar. Yeah. And, and after Doc says it, like, he just starts laughing. Like, just... Almost uncontrollably, because I mean, I don't know if just because he'd heard it for like the seventh time today that the bus could have exploded, but it didn't. So I thought yeah. that was interesting. Totally. Oh, and in that little fight that uh, Doc has with like his wife in the bar about the money that he took from her for the chess tournament. Yeah, but but he was obviously so if that was his wife. I don't know. It didn't seem very clear to me. Yeah, I mean, it was just such a, it seemed like what every time he would leave his house, he would have like an issue with other people's relationships. And his relationship was very, very solid. You know, they, they had a lot of good communication, it seemed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I think it, it was just a, like, it was interesting how the poems kind of interweaved with love in the beginning, and then they just weren't really about that towards the end it was more i don't know it was more like a, about the place towards the end you know yeah 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 it's it it was interesting how how it all laid out because you, you kind of thought it was gonna head one direction i mean with it with it of one not covering a very large amount of time and two not really covering a whole lot of anything, but character development and other, like, outside situations and outside characters, you kind of... I, I kept trying to see, like, where the story was gonna go. Yeah, but I don't think it really was, like, that kind of movie, you know? No, it wasn't. I mean... There were definitely some things that happened that I I knew was going to happen. Like, I knew the second he put, like, the, the last glance at the book sitting on the couch, I knew Marvin was going to eat the I book. I knew that, too. Yeah, of course. And, um... Yeah. But I thought Marvin was going to get stolen. And every time he'd wake up in the morning, I was like, oh, Marvin's fine, apparently. 
Yeah, because I, I didn't like how he kept Marvin outside, chained to that thing. Not chained, but, you know, tied, tethered. Tethered to the what the water spigot? I don't know. I like when he, like, when Marvin's, like, sitting in the chair, and he goes, I don't like you, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy, you know, seemed like he didn't have a personality at first, but he just was a more subdued kind of person like he smiled a lot and he enjoyed things you know like when his girlfriend put the cupcake in his lunch box and he ate it and then she was like you know left him a little note yeah like, and did you notice the the picture changed in his lunchbox the second time he yeah. opened it she like yeah. put a picture of herself in his lunchbox and, you know it was cute like he just had like a lot of like really cute moments and, and little things um, I, I actually, well, yeah, it's, huh? yeah, it's, it seemed it, he, Patterson's character, no matter how dull or whatever he seemed like he was, he was very relatable. I mean, not a lot of people have a, a huge, like explosive personality. Like people are just <laughs> yeah living their, living their life, doing whatever. Like I, th- I think Patterson's like my spirit animal. Like he, <laughs> he totally is. Oh my God. He he's so just you like are him so much. He's he's just like so there for the moment, but like he's he's totally like calm and subdued, and you know just taking taking life as it is every day. And and he 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 does have pleasures in life, and he he um smiles or laughs at when when they occur. But you know he's not smiling and having fun all the time because that's not life. You're not yeah. Like I'm sorry to to like be a downer, but I mean. If you're just working a a nine to five job, like you're, you're not you're not laughing all day. I'll, I'll well, I'll, unless you unless you have good coworkers, I'll I'll I'll, I'll say I mean, that. sure, but you can't be laughing the whole time. It's like no, you gotta be working, and yeah. that's when the, that's when the smile goes away. <laughs> well, his job is especially mundane because he he travels the same route over and over. I know and over the again. same route. I would get, I would. God. Well, that's why he's thinking of the poems while he's driving. That's true. That's yeah, and true. he he actually he... like watches the world around him a lot. It it seems like there was a lot of shots of like exterior shots of of the bus and 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 the outside world of of this this city in New Jersey. Um, yeah, you know, just like all sorts of things. You know, even not pretty things. Lots of just you know street stuff and. Yeah, I, I liked how some of the some of the shots were very picturesque, but then some were just very I don't know, like just very normal looking rugged streets that aren't the best, like, you know, chipped chipped sidewalks and you know, some some trash on the ground because like that's like laundromats and stuff. Yeah, the the laundromat street. I mean, even the area around the bar wasn't very pretty. I mean, it was just a just a chipped sidewalk like corner like uh, other than when he went to i, I kind of thought th- thought the warehouse area that he would walk through by the bus station was really pretty because of the paintings on the wall and stuff mm-hmm. um and then of course the waterfall but everything other than that it was just just seemed very normal it wasn't he it did wasn't uh, the... think about the water a lot that was like a trope i think definitely like when he was thinking about poems the waterfall and like water glistening would just like be a double exposure over the the screen and it would just kind of like flow a lot i thought that was interesting maybe that was like a metaphor for his his uh flowing of thoughts or something like when he's writing a poem maybe maybe i'm just throwing that out there (laughs) Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Trying to find significance in this movie is uh, interesting. So uh, it got a ninety meta score, which is oh, great. Yes. Um, yes, we could yes, yes. we could read some of the some of the wonderful one hundreds that it got on here. If you and want. then the one the one sixty it got by Owen Gleiberman from Variety. Ugh, what a loser. Um. Let's 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 start let's start with the bottom and then end on a happy note. We'll do the two lowest ones and then we'll do the two highest ones. Okay, that sounds or, good. Or you know, one one of the two hundreds, whichever one. Which, yeah, 
one of the one, two, three, four, five hundreds that it got. Yeah. You can pick, you can pick two of those also. <laughs> okay. So you're going to do the two bottom ones then? Yeah. Here we go. So Variety, Owen Gleiberman said, Patterson, Jarmus's, Jarmus's wee dramatic curio starring Adam Driver as a New Jersey bus driver. His name is Patterson. He lives in Patterson. Is a movie that's all too aware of how much it diverges from contemporary... Oh, man. I totally read this wrong. Uh, start over. <laughs> yep. Um, his name is Patterson. He lives in Patterson. Is a movie that's all too aware of how much it diverges from contemporary tempo. That's because the entire film is a self-conscious anachronism. Ac- anachronism. Anachronism. <laughs> Now but we're going to be seeing that word everywhere. But the, yeah, I know. I, I had to look that up. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Learn new things. Um, and then the Hollywood Reporter, Todd McCarthy, gave it a 70, saying, unassuming, idiosyncratic, and set in the rundown, eponymous New Jersey City that has produced more than its share of noted personalities. This is a mild-mannered, almost startling, startlingly un- undramatic work that offers discreet pleasures to longtime fans of the New York indie scene veteran. Okay. And then, there's a hundred from the film stage. It says, Like the best poetry, Patterson keeps its meticulous construction hidden, letting its impact sneak up on you unawares. When the final image cuts to black, it tri- triggers an overwhelming surge of emotions that will make you that will make you want to remain seated in the dark until long after the credits have finished rolling, basking in this film's marvelous afterglow. I guess I felt that way a little bit. Yeah, I don't think I waited through the entire credits, but but I definitely had a lot of um, afterthought and uh, thinking at the end. Um. And this is one from Screen International. Writer-director Jim Jarmusch often explores existential themes, but they've perhaps never been so beautifully unadorned as they are in Patterson, a deceptively modest character piece that's profound and moving while remaining grounded in the everyday. Very nice. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Tim Tim Grierson. It is a really nice, like, it's a pretty optimistic view, especially at the end of the movie when the um, Korean, he's Korean, right? The man? Um, is, no. Is he Japanese? No. He, he's he Japanese. was from, yeah, he was from Japan, yeah. but he wasn't, he was from Osaka, I think. Yeah, in Japan. Um, yeah. Because I remember he asked him if he was from Tokyo, and he's like, no, I'm from Japan. Uh, or from Osaka. Uh, and he gives him this beautiful, like, handmade notebook like out of nowhere and he asks him like he asks him what if he's a poet and he says no and i was like what do you mean you are a poet like why did you say no and and then he gives it to him anyways i don't know maybe the um maybe he saw through him he definitely did this guy was like from some somewhere else like Entirely. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Patterson has a different view because it, it kind of just seemed like he he wrote the poems kind of for himself. He didn't he didn't really like sharing them with people. They were kind of just his inner thoughts. So maybe maybe he really didn't consider himself a poet, and he was just kind of being forced to do it, a, like a forced to be considered a poet from mm-hmm. from his wife. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the ending and that it, it had a good tie-in to William Carlos Williams and, um, like, life in Patterson. And that you, you kind of saw it, it was going to go up from him because he had a fresh start, fresh week, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um... I liked I liked his friend Donnie at work. He was really funny. Um, oh yeah! Oh my god! He would yeah. that guy was hilarious? I, 
he would so this guy every day funniest would tell, part of the movie for sure would tell patterson i know right I, I think that was the only reason why they put the genre comedy there because well i mean other parts of it were kind of funny but i feel like it's not really I think, that funny of a movie i think donnie like donnie's lines were the only things that made me laugh out loud yeah um, definitely i i really thought that that guy was so funny so Donnie would uh, let Patterson know every day if, if he was ready to start to start a shift, like ready to drive the bus out of the station. And um, and the conversations would pretty much be the same, even though Donnie would always have uh, new things to complain about. Because I think, let's see, how did it always start? He'd... He'd be like, how you doing, Patterson? And he'd be like, good. And then he'd be like, what's, what's up with you? And he's like, uh, actually, I had a really bad day. I won't tell you about it. And then he'll like kind of leave and they come back and they just explode on him but like in a very monotone kind of way yeah just like well my mother's in town and we had to take her to the hospital and then my cat got diarrhea or something and we had to take that to the vet and then my daughter's like he just like a whole new list of things that happened at home that he just needed to rant to patterson about for Um, like a like 30 seconds it's really not that long so short so short he just spit it all out and then patterson would be like all right cool and then he'd be like, ready to start the day, Patterson? And he'd be like, yep. And then he'd leave. I mean, it was so funny. I just I just really liked seeing those same conversations happening every day, but seeing how they're slightly different because, uh, I don't know, I really liked that. I just liked it. Well, there's, liked this, it a lot. there's this movie that um, I had to watch in film school. Um, it was called Gene Dillman. Gene Dealman, and mm-hmm. it was a movie kind of it, it was a very dramatic and kind of scary movie-ish but the basic premise is that this woman has a very 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 meticulous routine mm-hmm. and you're you're watching this routine for like it's like three days or something so you know exactly what she's doing it goes through every single um like moment of uh, like very very meticulous and like doesn't um doesn't like skimp or jump or anything so that when it happens okay. again the next day and things are different you notice the differences like very clearly and then you know when she's unhinged and that's kind of like the idea is like when she's unhinged it's like clear because her her routine's fucked up and the the very like everything about like her very meticulous lifestyle gets kind of thwarted um mm-hmm. it, it's like a fucking like three hour movie it's so long but but um you know the it, it was it's a great movie but it's just so it, it's like watching like a tome or something it's just like crazy long and you know dr- droning Anyways, yeah, that's, that's that sounds interesting. Um, at 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 some points, it felt like what was it? I think it was just past the middle of the movie. I was saying like like how much more do I have of this movie? And I still had like thirty minutes, and I was like, oh okay, like like so not not too much did I did I find myself thinking about how long it was? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it kind of droned a little bit towards the end, but... A little. Here and there. Pretty much only only when different stuff would happen, which happened fairly regularly, did it, did it keep my attention. I, I found myself paying attention a majority of the time and sometimes when things would be a bit too similar I'd, I'd probably not be paying as much attention so that was Patterson if you haven't seen it it is on Amazon Prime right now if you are a Prime member and uh, if you enjoy Jim Jarmusch you should definitely watch it I, I thought it was very good I really enjoyed it a lot I liked it a lot too and if you're an Adam Driver fan I definitely would watch it as well oh definitely definitely if you're an Adam Driver fan or or dog fan. I mean, the dog was cute. Yeah. Uh, so you can rate and and comment and like this uh, 
this podcast. I think, can you like it? No, you can't. That's a video. That's a YouTube video. You can like um, it on SoundCloud. Oh, you can? Oh, that's yeah. great. I didn't know that. <laughs> and um, uh, rate and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, please. Yes, on iTunes slash Apple Podcast. I think and... that's what it's called now. They changed the name. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I thought they still had iTunes, but then had the different avenues, like the Apple Music and then... Yeah, Apple they have iTunes, Podcast? but it's called Apple Podcasts now. Like the podcast oh. section. Oh, interesting. Um, and then if you have any ideas for any future movies that you want us to talk about, or shows even, uh, let us know. You can email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us and, uh, on Facebook. Just search All By The Popcorn. We have a Ye page. old book of face. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Twitter. And our handle is at By The Popcorn. Yep. And uh, what's what's going to be next, Alessandra? Isle, Isle of Dogs? I'm Probably not, Isle of Dogs. Watch that. You okay, did I'll find it that. near you, didn't you? I, it is near me now. I will... I will go watch it, and then we will talk about it. Well, I also um, then... want you to go see Ready Player One, so we can talk about that, too, because I saw that the other day, and it was really fun. I know. I kind of wanted to read the book first, though. Oh. But, that, but we both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You take, like, a million years to read books. Uh, we'll see. I'll let you know. You're, um... you're not even, like, how far are you even in Call Me By Your Name? Not very far. What are you talking about? I'm I'm not far from the end, if that's what you're trying to say. Um, I am on page 164 oh. of yeah. Okay, of you're like of halfway. <laughs> I'm more than halfway. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Okay. Um, yeah. So next, probably Isle of Dogs, then maybe another indie, and then maybe Ready Player One. And go and listen to our Pride and Prejudice radio play place yes if you love jane austen pride and prejudice mr darcy just all of it austenite go ahead and listen mm-hmm. and, and uh, we will talk we'll talk to you guys next time yep bye bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.